Hey everyone, this is Miss Akimoto, and we are starting a brand new novel today. We are going to be reading The Phantom Tollbooth. Now, a lot of you know me, and um, this is a fantasy book, and the thing that makes it a lot of fun is that it's very punny. And so, we're going to have a lot of fun reading this, because I'm going to be explaining all the puns and telling you how things are spelled, and you're going to be rolling your eyes, and it's going to be marvelous. So... Let's just jump in to The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Jester. Chapter 1. Milo There was once a boy named Milo who didn't know what to do with himself. Not just sometimes, but always. When he was in school, he longed to be out, and when he was out, he longed to be in. On the way, he thought about coming home, and coming home, he thought about going. Wherever he was, he wished he was somewhere else, and when he got there, he wondered why he bothered. Nothing really interested him, least of all the things that should have. It seems to me that almost everything is a waste of time, he remarked one day as he walked dejectedly home from school. I can't see the point of learning to solve useless problems, or subtracting turnips from turnips, or knowing where Ethiopia is, or how to spell February. And, since no one bothered to explain otherwise, he regarded the process of seeking knowledge as the greatest waste of time of all. As he and his unhappy thoughts hurried along, for while he was never anxious to be where he was going, he liked to get there as quickly as possible. It seemed a great wonder that the world, which was so large, could sometimes feel so small and empty. And worst of all, he continued sadly, there is nothing for me to do, nowhere I'd care to go, and hardly anything worth seeing. He punctuated this last thought with such a deep sigh that a house sparrow singing nearby stopped and rushed home to be with his family. Without stopping or looking up, he rushed past the buildings and the busy shops that lined the street and in a few minutes reached home, dashed through the lobby, hopped onto the elevator, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and off again opened the apartment door, rushed into his room, flopped dejectedly into a chair, and grumbled softly. Another long afternoon. He looked glumly at all the things he owned. The books that were too much trouble to read, the tools he'd never learned to use, the small electric automobile he hadn't driven in months, or was it years? And the hundreds of other games and toys and bats and balls and bits and pieces scattered about him. And then, to one side of the room, just next to the phonograph, he noticed something he had certainly never seen before. So real quick, a phonograph is kind of an old-fashioned type of way to make music. Um, It's kind of like a turntable and it has the little horn on it. This was written in 1960, so it is a little bit older. Who could possibly have left such an enormous package and such a strange one. For while it was not quite square, it was definitely not round. And for its size, it was larger than almost any other big package of smaller dimensions that he'd ever seen. Attached to one side was a bright blue envelope, which said simply, for Milo, who has plenty of time. Of course, if you've ever gotten a surprise package, you can imagine how puzzled and excited Milo was. And if you've never gotten one, pay close attention, because someday you might. I don't think it's my birthday, he puzzled. And Christmas must be months away. And I haven't been outstandingly good, or even good at all, he had to admit to himself. 
Most probably I won't like it anyway, but since I don't know where it came from, I can't possibly send it back. He thought about it for quite a while and then opened the envelope, but just to be polite. One genuine turnpike toll booth, it's dated, and then it went on. Easily assembled at home and for use by those who have never traveled in lands beyond. Beyond what? thought Milo as he continued to read. This package contains the following items. One genuine turnpike toll booth to be erected according to the directions. Three precautionary signs to be used in a precautionary fashion. Assorted coins for use in paying tolls. One map up to date and carefully drawn by master cartographers depicting natural and man-made features. One book of rules and traffic regulations which may not be bent or broken. And in smaller letters at the bottom, it concluded, results are not guaranteed, but if not perfectly satisfied, your wasted time will be refunded. Following the instructions, which told him to cut here, lift there, fold back all around, he soon had the toll booth unpacked and set up on its stand. It fitted the windows in place and attached the roof, which extended out on both sides and fastened it onto the coin box. It was very much like the toll booths he'd seen many times on family trips, Except, of course, it was much smaller and purple. Um, so if you're wondering what a toll booth is, that's um, if you've ever traveled to like the Bay Area and you go across the bridge and you have to stop and pay money to go across the bridge, and that's how they keep the bridge up to date and safe, that's what a toll booth is. It's where you pay the toll to drive on the road or go across the bridge. So a toll is money you exchange to drive. What a strange present, he thought to himself. The least they could have done was to send a highway with it, for it's terribly impractical without one. But since, at the time, there was nothing else he wanted to play with, he set up the three signs. Slow down, approaching toll booth. Please, have your fare ready. Fare is, um, what you call the money that you pay to someone to use the toll. Have your destination in mind. And slowly unfolded the map. As the announcement stated, it was a beautiful map in many colors, showing principal roads, rivers and seas, towns and cities, mountains and valleys, intersections and detours, and sites of outstanding interest, both beautiful and historic. The only trouble was that Milo had never heard of any of the places it indicated, and even the name sounded most peculiar. I don't think there really is such a country, he concluded after studying it carefully. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. He closed his eyes and poked a finger at the map. Dictionopolis, Milo read slowly when he saw what his finger had chosen. Oh well, I might as well go there as anywhere. He walked across the room and dusted off the car carefully. Then, taking the map and the rule book with him, he hopped in and, for lack of anything better to do, drove slowly up to the toll booth. As he deposited his coin and rolled past, he remarked wistfully, I do hope this is an interesting game, otherwise the afternoon will be so terribly dull. That's the end of chapter one. Come back tomorrow to find out what in the world this toll booth is.